next I have Alan Parker. Yes. Uh, hi, Alan Parker, 25, uh, five foot nine. Thank, thanks. Uh, come on over, come sit in the chair. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't know we were doing a sitting one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, how, how have you been? Uh, good. How, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Wh- what are you thinking for your haircut today? Oh, um, I'm sorry. Is this the, the casting chair? I mean, on the, on this building outside, it said casting chair. Is that, is oh, this... oh, that, that's upstairs. Oh, you're, you're talking about the casting for the HGTV show. My, my chemical, love my life. chemical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a love show, but it's for the lead singer of my chemical romance. Right. They were going to go, which like, yeah. okay, yeah. hold on. Yeah. If you can flap the thingy around me, I actually yeah. will get a haircut while I wait. <laughs> Okay. Real talk, though. If they were going to make that show, yeah. why wouldn't they just call it My Chemical Romance? It feels like a missed opportunity. I, I feel like that's a good that's a good point. I don't know what the trademarks on those things are. I mean, his whole likeness is the show. Like he is trying to find love, right. so it makes sense that they would. And it's also weird because he's married. Oh, is he? I think yeah, he has a kid. Yeah, I didn't think he was gay either, but that's awkward. Yeah, they put out the call, so. All right. Well, while you're here, uh, what, are, what are we doing today? I was wondering if you could do a, uh, a no-hawk for me. Uh, could you explain that to me? Yeah. So uh, you know how a mohawk is, you take down everything on the sides, but you leave the strip in the middle. Mm-hmm. So a no-hawk is you leave the stuff on the sides and then you shave off the, the, <laughs> the strip in the middle. So you just want the strip, in the, you just want the strip, you want like, okay. Yeah. I mean, still touch up the sides, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a monster. I don't want to look like, yeah, I fell through like a grinder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I'm going for like the wow factor, you know, like when they have me on the show, I want to be the one that everybody wants to be sent home. But for some reason, I stick around. Oh, uh, you're that guy. Yeah. That's kind of like my, my, th- I'm really good at it. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't want you here already. So <laughs> we, we, we can, we can, we can make a, a no hawk work. All right. So let me just get my, my clippers. So when you're not, uh, auditioning for shows, what do you do for work? Now, this is pretty much 24 seven. Um, I, I do this, uh, I guess you could say full time. And then I, I'm kind of living off of a lot of alimony stuff right now. So, okay. Yeah. So have you ever heard of like, uh, Brett Michaels? Yeah. Yeah. I know him. He's my dad. Oh, 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 wow. Yep. So, okay. So did you change the last name to just cut off any like association and no, yeah, that's just like my stage name. I feel like Alan Parker really resonates as like some kind of white nobody. Whereas like rock Michaels, just (laughs) everybody knows who you are. Yeah. Well, everyone can figure that out. Right. Cause I mean, Brett Michaels would name his child rock. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, he did. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, as long as you're making a living for yourself, man. Yeah. And w- I'm sorry, what's your whole thing? Like you have a salon under the casting chair. Yeah. So, so I basically see people who are down in their luck who want to be on a reality show 
and I convince them that what the thing they need to do to get cast is get a haircut. Is that why you don't have any kind of signage or is it just really small? Did I miss it? No, there's no signage at all. Okay. So this I, 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 I stand out front right. smoking a cigarette 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I see people come in for the casting chair, I say, you here for that show? And then they go, yeah. And I'm like, you and 20 other people. And they go, oh, oh. And I'm like, do you want to know the secret? And they go, what? I'm like, get a haircut. And that works? And I mean, sometimes. It's not a great business model, but I mean, it works. No, clearly not, yeah. I'm bankrupt. But I mean, I'm here. (laughs) Well, I mean, you, you fell for it, so. Yeah, it's true. I'll take that. So what else do you do? I'm actually, uh, I'm also an influencer. Oh, you do anything I would have heard of? Um, mostly Instagram, some mm. Facebook. You may have seen me on Facebook. Um, yeah. I'm I'm starting to expand into TikTok, but I, it's, it's very independent right now. You might not have seen any of my TikTok content yet. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anything, but I'm I'm very mainstream on Instagram. No, oh. um, a lot of uh, big actors tagged in my photos. Really, lots of trending hashtags. Um, so, mm. oh. I mean, I'm pretty with it. Cool, love that. All right, we're just about done here. All right, I just got one more thing I got to do here. Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to sit back and relax. I'm gonna put on some sound while I uh, just. Do some other things around here while your your hair heals. Oh, it's an ancient Bostonian technique where I cut I, I I cut your hair and then I don't do anything else for like an hour. I love how local that is. Okay, right. It's it's like really local. It's like very very you know South Boston. Do I get a warm towel or just like yeah yeah? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna scoot you back. So I'm gonna lay the chair back down. Perfect. And I'm gonna fold this warm towel and I'm just gonna press play on this. And uh, we're gonna uh, let your hair heal for a bit, and then it'll come back. It'll be perfect. Okay. Thank you. Ready? All right. I'm gonna hit play. I'm gonna go do some stuff. Okay. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. I'm Alan. I'm Matt. And you're here with us on this beautiful day in the year of our. Hi, thanks for joining us. <laughs> you have found your way here, and we appreciate that. And gestures to hell world. <laughs> How are you, Alan? Doing great. I did one of those things where I, I don't want to be exclusive. So I didn't want to say year of our Lord. Lord, because like, what if people don't believe in the Lord? And like, <laughs> it's like if the, that meme of the guy holding up his hand towards the butterfly, and it's like it, the butterfly says year of our Lord. And I'm going, is this religious? <laughs> <laughs> That's about right, though. Yeah, it's Christianity. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? I am doing well. Good. Uh, yeah, it's another one of those weeks where it's just kind of like <laughs> I have a couple different plates spinning, but you know, things are good. I don't want to break the meta or anything, but Jenny noticed that we have a very consistent trend when it comes to answering that question. And she's like, Matt's been having a long week for the last three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's been having a long life for like 28 years. 
as a as a young millennial currently in the grind of capitalism i keep expecting <laughs> seven days to feel shorter than it is keep surprising me with that like sixth day i'm like is it over yet <laughs> <laughs> oh mondays <laughs> but i always feel weird to be like what's going on i'm like Kind of nothing. I kind of work. I like have a few people I see on the weekends, maybe. I have chores to do, but like other than that, it's really... How are things going? Pretty much the same. We live in a pattern. (laughs) (laughs) I live in a recursive loop. It's like going up to the monkeys at the zoo and being like, hey, what's new? Well... I did the same things, but I saw different people while doing them. <laughs> and they said that to you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing is the monkey. Yeah, it was the sign language monkey. I just stopped signing and just like, well, it's actually been right. Like, <laughs> Space. It's really, really, really big. And it's so big that it's no surprise to anyone that it contains the largest amount in any universe of space drama radio casts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean when I say space drama radio cast? Like, like a radio drama? Yeah, like a radio like a, drama. Like, like an audio. Yeah, audio only. Story. Just, yeah, yeah. But it's set in space. Yeah. Have you heard of Wolf 359? I have not. It's a really cool podcast, basically. It's essentially a radio show set in space. And when I hear radio show, I think a certain lack of quality. Okay kind of in the it's a wonderful life radio show kind of thing where it's like oh someone's at the door you know wolf 359 does something that makes it more than that i can't identify what it is but they just do something right believe it or not there are a lot of space radio dramas out there i believe that i personally flipping through spotify have listened to probably five and it's very very clear that there is a structure and format to it it's a very popular format for podcasting unlike ours two white men (laughs) sharing their opinions we are planting our flag in new territory out here an unprompted opinion from white people yeah let me tell you how you should feel (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no. i understand you're an expert in the matter but like (laughs) i have six minutes of experience i looked it up on wikipedia before this i think i know what i'm talking about so the stereotypical structure of a space radio drama is it needs to have someone who takes things very very seriously like by the book it needs to have a lovable buffoon it needs to have scientific person maybe a robot companion or an ai (laughs) And that's it. That's your that's your cast for every radio drama. You can flip through Spotify and you will see it reoccurring over and over and over and over and over again. Wolf 359 starts out that way. And I thought it was going to be like that. I thought it was going to just be this episodic like we come in hijinks and then the end of the episode and like they're all interchangeable. You know, you can just hop in whatever. Yeah, it becomes clear very early on that the writers are writing a actual story. We are going somewhere. There is a destination in mind and they just take off and they do something that I know you're a big fan of, which is they're not afraid of change. Okay. In a lot of stories you see, especially old sitcoms and old TV shows where every single episode, everybody's friends at the beginning, stuff happens and then they're friends at the end and like nobody ever leaves or moves or dies. Right, right. Wolf 359 is not afraid to just like throw stuff into the mix and then 
have people die or have people go away, have new characters come in and the story progresses in a direction I did not expect it to go. And then when it's <laughs> when it's the end of the series, they just end it. They don't milk it or anything. They're just done. And it's really, really good. I do like when characters die and actually stay stay dead. dead right i know certain games do that as well mm-hmm. like party-based games that like when they die like no they're dead yeah oh yeah like i think matt doesn't mass effect do that mass effect doesn't do that fire emblem is really famous fire for doing em- that. right fire emblem does that's like sorry they're dead i know what you want or like oh until dawn until dawn yeah does that, that does as well that. it's like sorry <laughs> you screwed up they're dead now <laughs> I've listened to one, not Spacecast, but I've listened to one kind of fiction podcast. Which I know you like Bubble. Oh, yeah. I liked Bubble a lot. Yeah. Bubble's really, really fun. This is similar to that in, in okay. the way that Bubble doesn't feel like you're constantly being reminded they're kind of in a studio. Right. They do their best. I mean, like there, there are certain things you kind of have to do. Like you have to make the, the effort sounds. Yeah, that and you have to be like, if there's no one else in a scene, the person kind of has to talk through what they're doing. They're like, all right, Alan, well, I guess I'll just walk down this hallway by myself because that's what a normal person does in this situation. Right, right. And, you know, there's certain things you have to do for the sake of the story. So what is it about space casts specifically? Like, are there other genres of this? Like fantasy casts there are other genres you can listen to for me there's a deep appeal to a space cast in that with some of the space casts you listen to you hop in and and we open on the day they're in the ship and then it just talks about what they're doing and all this stuff but in this one you're introduced to the show because the communications officer has to do these logs as part of his like job. Yeah. And he sends those logs back to earth. It's like a found footage. Yeah. Like frame kind of like, well, in literature, you call this an (laughs) epistolary novel. Oh, okay. An epistolary novel being like documents. Oh, okay. So like letters Mm -hmm. is like a very, very common one or emails or text messages in the, you know, in this day and age, but anything that's like a document from the story and the story is told through that thing is called an epistolary novel. Ooh. So this is kind of, this is an epistolary story. I like it because it, it gives an in fiction reason as to why you would be listening to it on earth. Right. Which is kind of cool. It has this weird little world building thing. Yeah. It makes me feel like I'm part of the story, you know? Yeah. And I think it it also helps with the immersion. I'm not constantly reminded it's fake by listening to it because there's now a reason why I would be listening to it. It's a great podcast. I would definitely recommend it. They have another new podcast they're working on, uh, or at least the makers are now producing a new one. It's called Unseen, which I think you would like a lot, Matt. Okay. It's short stories about the magical world that's beyond normal vision. Okay. Kind of like a Doctor Who. Oh, you can't see it unless you're gifted or you know it's there, kind of thing. You have a, a thing. It, they're they're really well done and they're smart and funny. They tackle like real life things, right? Suicide and and different things, but they tackle it from this other purview. Which is always one of the things I, I mentioned. I think I mentioned it last week when I talked about Love, Death, and Robots, which was I like that it talks about real things. Or yes, it is sci-fi. And yes, it is a spaceship. But it, we're going to use spaceship to talk about whatever suicide or trauma or yeah, you know, love. And I, I I like when genre stuff, even even magic does that. So any sort of like genre world like that talks about real things, like how Harry Potter talks about trauma of lost parents and. Mm-hmm. Racism. Racism. Yeah. Racism oh, is a big one. Oh, God. 
<laughs> and friendship. <laughs> They like they call each other. You're my friend. Every like six sentences, at least in like the first two, and then they're like, <laughs> "Are we like each other's only friends? We should branch out." And like, no, yeah, right. How many classes do we take where the other people aren't there, and we haven't made any new friends? Are we completely codependent? I think we are. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if they're walking through the halls one day and they see like their counterparts, but from like the Hufflepuff house, it's, it's just like, like eerily similar. <laughs> oh, it's like this kind of other, yeah, yeah like reality. the other Harry, Ron, and Hermione, but they're in Hufflepuff. It's like, it's like Barry, John, and <laughs> Gregory. Greg. <laughs> Still a woman, but her just name is Gregory. <laughs> I really like surprise drops. Surprise drops from artists? Or just things coming out that I did not expect to come out. Okay, cool. There's a podcast, I believe I mentioned it. I don't think I ever talked about it, but I, I, I will talk about it to anyone who will listen. <laughs> There's a podcast called The Anthropocene Reviewed. You've talked to me about this. I don't right. think you've fully talked about it on the podcast. I love this thing so much. Based what it is, it is John Green, who is famed YA writer of <laughs> The Fault in Our Stars. He's also um, just famed internet personality. Internet now. personality. Yeah. He, you know, has a YouTube channel, a whole kind of cult empire. He's on TikTok now, so it's official. He's on TikTok now. <laughs> um, yeah. So he has his whole kind of content empire going. And one of his little side projects is a podcast called The Anthropocene Reviewed, where the concept is he reviews different parts of the world on a five star scale. So more or less Yelp reviews for things that should not have Yelp reviews. And when you say parts of the world, do you mean things in existence? <laughs> things, concepts, one of them he reviewed like Canada geese. The animal? Like the a, animal a Canada Canadian geese. geese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of them he reviewed like pineapple on pizza. Uh, and went like the whole history of pineapple on pizza. But basically what I like it because he goes into the history of these things. He also treats it kind of as a memoir. Like he'll talk about his relation to pineapple on pizza. Right. Or like Canada geese or <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and I love this show because it is really, really insightful. Like it teaches you about history of these really weird things. Yeah. That kind of humanity is amazing that these things happen. But at the same time, they are very moving for the most part because some of them get like, hi, here's my relationship to this so this one song or like this concept. And it's like, oh. Ooh, got heavy there. So was there a surprise drop from this? There was a surprise drop. The last episode we got was a while ago. The episode's like 25 minutes and there are like two things per episode. So it's been like 10 minutes on one thing, 10 minutes on another. The last one he dropped was a couple months ago and he just reviewed Plague. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like in the middle of COVID, like a, a while ago before there was a vaccine and everything. Is it a one star? Spoiler alert. I think it was like a one, I think it was like a one star review. Perfect, yeah. good. <laughs> would not recommend. <laughs> would, not, would, not, would not recommend Plague. <laughs> and he's like, hi, I'm taking a break because... Plague. <laughs> I, because plague and I need to take a break. And then a couple months ago, he said, hi, I wrote a book. I wrote the Anthropocene reviewed as a book. Oh. So it's a collection of essays, adapting reviews and other stuff, new topics, added material to a book. He's putting out the book, I think in a week. That's crazy smart. It's a really good idea. And he said, this book is coming out. So we're making a new mini season. So we're putting out like four new episodes. And it's like the last Thursday every month. I did not know this. Right. And so I opened up my little, my podcast, my Spotify to go to like, check my, my where we all listen, where we all listen to podcasts <laughs> and I checked my like feed and I was like new episode. I'm like, 
Yes. Got so excited. I will just say I am aware some people listen to the podcast on Google Podcasts, which is perfectly fine. But just mm-hmm. those two places. Just just those two. He reviewed uh, the film Penguins of Madagascar. It's a good one, too. He says it's the greatest cinematic achievement of all time. It's really good. He, he like goes in depth, like, here's why this is the greatest film of all time. And he also reviewed the small packs vaccine. Oh, okay. Smallpox? Yeah, smallpox vaccine. I don't know why I said said smallpox. I I think I did say smallpox. I was like, that's a small penny arcade expo. Oh, yeah. You going to PAX East? No, my local game shop's doing smallpox. Smallpox? Oh, oh, oh. That's awful. But he he reviewed the smallpox vaccine and just goes into the history of vaccines and how he got his COVID vaccine and what that felt like and all that. Um, you ever make a real good joke and then oh, you're just yeah. like laughing about it a little bit longer you're like fuck yeah man good job that was good when i was in college i was in our school's improv group and there's a game we played called debate which is you basically had like three experts okay and they had to just talk about a topic so the game was that you could basically like objection and then present something else and a moderator who you kind of picked would say yes or no and like shut you down or like proceed this is i still think the best joke i've ever made i don't think i'll ever top it i forget what we were debating but someone said and this is how it's described in swiss history and i objected and like what's your point sir and i said swiss history is not called swiss history it's called swistery (laughs) and i was very very proud of myself (laughs) good job man and and that was my peak (laughs) and everything else has been (laughs) anticlimax My life since history. <laughs> My li- a drama that's the, series. That's the memoir. That's the memoir right there. My life since history. <laughs> and it's just like me on the cover, like my back against the wall. And on the wall is like Fitchburg State University. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Where's Matt now? Since history. It just ends at history. It's everything. All of my thing. It just ends at history. Because well, that's all. That's all I got to know. <laughs> that's the entirety of my being condensed into one joke. Either way. I love this podcast. It's a really, really original show. Mm-hmm. It's also very, very moving. So if you need like a good cry or you just want something weird and interesting. Which is our demographic for sure. 100%. This has never been done before. If you're not crying at Swistery, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? God. <laughs> so yeah, go listen to the Anthropocene Reviewed. We've got a lot of content coming out today. Yeah. Here we go. There is a kind of cult following that can only be created by Dan Harmon. <laughs> I am not talking about Rick and Morty. Are you talking about community? I'm talking about community. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> so we could keep ourselves from just saying, oh, such a good show. Oh, it's a good show. A great show. For No, that <laughs> 20 minutes. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, if you watch Infinity, it's so good. <laughs> what I thought we could do instead was make a comment and then follow it up with don't watch this show. <laughs> like I have one prep. So if you're looking for a show that makes you feel good at the end of every episode, don't watch this show. That's accurate. If you're looking for a show that is like everything you've ever seen, don't watch this show. There you go. If you want to see a kind hearted person win the day, don't watch this show. <laughs> if you don't want a Ken Burns style documentary about pillow forts, <laughs> don't watch this show. If you're annoyed when characters say high concept statements too fast for you to process, don't watch this show. If you 
don't want to see a young, dashing, and charming Donald Glover <laughs> pre and during Childish Gambino years. <laughs> don't watch this. <laughs> this one's easy. If you're easily offended, don't watch this show. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> if you don't want a combination of whip-smart, really witty, dumb humor <laughs> mixed with actual legitimate character development, don't watch this. There we go. If you like shows that have a structure that never changes, don't watch this show. <laughs> if you want a show that doesn't poke fun at itself, don't watch this. Yeah. If you hate getting meta, don't watch oh, this it's show. Oh, so meta. It's so meta. All right. I th- I think right. I think we've I think it. we've I think we've nailed it. That, that all being They're said, they're not going to watch this. You should absolutely watch this show. Yes. It's you mentioned it. It's got Daniel Donald Glover. It's got Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. It's got John Oliver. Mm-hmm. It's got Ken Jeong. Mm-hmm. And it has Jim Rash, which if you don't know who Jim Rash is, because I didn't, he plays the henchman in Sky High. Yeah. That's Jim Rash. He's also an Oscar winner. <laughs> which is surprising. For what? best adapted screenplay. Uh, okay. He won it for he won it for the descendants. Holy <laughs> crap, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he's I think it's funny because everyone points out the fact he's an Oscar winner, but then they post the rap of him dressed as the peanut. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know who that was. He starts crying. It's so funny. Or him busting him kicking on the door dressed as dressed in dress. The character dresses in drag a lot for some reason, or just a lot oh, of yeah. weird outfits. Yeah. He kicks down the door dressed as the devil with a chainsaw, screaming gay marriage, <laughs> which is fantastic. He's so good. I love I love how he has an Oscar, and yet his claim to fame for me is being the henchman in Sky High. I, but that's, I think, is the funniest thing, though, is he's just like, this man who dresses a cowgirl is an Oscar winner. He has that iconic voice that's like, hi. Yeah, uh, it's so good. Uh, but overall, we we say the, like these jokes and these like, it is an extremely funny show. It is. It's a super funny show. But if you're hoping to get coddled and comforted in this crazy world, the show is not going to do that for you. Yes. It's going to kind of like shake it up, make you think, sometimes just make you feel shitty after watching it. I feel like it's a really good representation of life. Yeah, because I mean, it shows that things don't always go your way. And sometimes you are lost and sometimes you are. You can just kind of going with the current of things. And we're all just kind of doing our best as absurd as these things may be. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we're all just kind of in this together. It ran for six seasons from 2009 to 2015. When you pick it up, it still feels like it could be airing today. It's very relevant. (laughs) I would also recommend not watching the back seasons. What does that mean? Oh, you mean like the the last ones? The ones after Harmon left. Yeah. Okay. So I think probably the last, that's the last two, I think. I did the last two. <laughs> and it went to Yahoo. I remember that. Because that was when like, that's when Netflix like first started making their own original stuff. And really mm-hmm. Yahoo was like, we have original stuff. <laughs> Look at community. <laughs> we have, we picked the community and they just like tracked it. I can definitely see that because when you get to the later seasons, you can tell the voice of the characters is different and they evolve into something that they they never were, which is kind of weird. And that's the really troublesome part about Dan Harmon is that he has such a unique voice. Yeah, but he's also a terrible person. He's a terrible person. <laughs> um, he's been I mean, I, I watched a documentary about Harmontown, the like podcast he has. I watched a whole thing about him going on a tour for it. And 
they regularly cut in with like people saying, oh yeah, Dan made me cry regularly or like Dan, you know, bullied me on set or whatever. It's just like, it's awful because he's, he's a really, really talented guy. He's a really <laughs> smart, funny guy, Yeah, but he just has his problems. What's really funny about what just happened was <laughs> there is a video of Dan Harmon reading his own like haters. Yeah. <laughs> and his haters will always talk about how intelligent and how yeah. like, talented he is. He's like, I don't get it. They're like, fuck this guy. He's a terrible person. Yeah, he makes amazing content, but that doesn't excuse. And he's like, there we go. <laughs> I make amazing content. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the issue in itself is that he's like, but I make good stuff. Problem is he has just a very unique voice that kind of can't be duplicated. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you should watch it. Theoretically, there's a movie at some point. Yeah, six seasons in a movie is a big hashtag you're going to see popping up once you start liking this show. Yeah. I've been seeing like pushed ads about articles that are just like Donald Glover hints that a movie is in the works. It's like, okay. <laughs> I get it. Absolutely watch it. I think it's, it, it's just, it is one of those shows that is not for everyone, but if it's for you, it is 100% for you. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it at the beginning of your day. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's just how I operate. I, yeah. I carry stuff with me throughout the entire day. So I would watch it towards when you when you got nothing else to go to. Yeah, that's fair. So there's a rover on Mars. Hell yeah, there is. I believe it. Perseverance is the rover. And it is on Mars currently, which is really cool. It's not the first one, but yeah. Not the first one, no. But it's it's the newest one. What's it doing up there? <laughs> Get down from there. What are Dude, you doing? doing science. <laughs> but the coolest, I think one of the cool things about this, on top of just it being a, a goddamn car on Mars, yeah, is it has a helicopter in it. In the rover? In the rover. Okay. And that is Ingenuity. So it has this little helicopter called Ingenuity. It's not just like an extension of the Perseverance. I mean, it's like a, it's like a drone. Do you think we'll get to the point where we're exploring Jupiter and Neptune and we're just looking for different synonyms for Perseverance? We're like, stick to has landed on Neptune. Well, I know to name this, what they did is they like had an essay contest. Oh, all right. So this is our. That's the rover. And that's the helicopter. That thing looks like one of those like <laughs> toys you would spin up with a rubber band and yeah. then let go <laughs> and is as you know you can see it just completed its fifth successful flight which is awesome yeah i had to think about this a little bit more which was just like so what you have to do is you have to build a helicopter to work on another planet you've never been to that you don't know a whole lot about so you different have no gravity and air different pressure. gravities different air pressures is there you know what is the air like there mm -hmm. and how do you do all of this and they did that on earth set it there like i hope this works <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there was no way to test it to make sure it would work in that environment until it gets to that right. environment. Right. So like so like as you can see like weight is 4 pounds on Earth, 1 and a half pounds on Mars. So it just weighs different. So they had to like keep that in in mind when they're doing that. And it's just it's insane. Oh yeah, you're right. They had to, they couldn't just like build it already set up when they sent it to Mars. They had no. to build it kind of like transportable. Right. And then they had to make the rover able to set up the helicopter once it got to Mars. Isn't it the coolest thing? It's very, very cool. <laughs> What's ironic is it reminds me of like a robotics competition where it's like, this is your problem. You have to solve it. And this is like what NASA is doing. Yeah. 
Oh God. And they have Mars 20. They have curiosity. Isn't curiosity dead? Curiosity killed the cat, but I don't know if curiosity oh is also dead. Where is there curiosity? We... No, it's still on Mars. Or I know there was, there was one that died. Uh, one of them finished the mission is what they call it. Uh, right. Because well, it lasted longer than they expected it to. I like how they say that. It's like saying that something's gone home. It finished the mission. Yeah. Master Chief, what are you doing on board that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was opportunity. Opportunity finished its mission. And basically what it was, was that it got caught up in a, in a sandstorm and they pinged at it like hey are you good and it didn't ping back opportunity opportunity well that's the thing is though they're pinging it and like is it you know are you back online and just never pinged back this is how i know i'm becoming not only old but also (laughs) my dad is there was something about when you the way you said and we pinged it to see if it was okay and it didn't ping back (laughs) i almost started crying i was like oh god there's just something about that sense of like checking uh-huh. and then silence. Oh, it, it's it's heartbreaking. It's and the really, sentence it's, is beautiful. It, didn't it is ping back. Oh man, you should write a book. You should be a writer. <laughs> I'm trying. It's hard. Yeah. But yeah, so I wanted to just talk about the Mars helicopter because I think the Mars helicopter is really cool, and it's just like look at all the stuff we can do when we like are being angry. Yeah, that's true. I was waiting to make an opportunity is dead joke, um, but it just never came up. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) The opportunity never came. Oh, God. Uh. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you remember in one of the earlier episodes where I educated the masses on the fact that we are all more attractive with our masks on? Yes, I remember this. So it's been scientifically proven for those of you that haven't listened to that one which i'll i'll give you the benefit of the doubt i mean like yeah these episodes are pretty you know pick and choose you don't need to <laughs> there's no there's no extended universe here right or is there <laughs> we've been hiding little no <laughs> <laughs> have you listened have you heard that McElroy ad oh yeah where it's like <laughs> like finally all the clues are in place <laughs> yeah that was for the really... world's greatest treasure hunt <laughs> not like the first hundred episodes it was really problematic <laughs> As previously mentioned, the phenomenon states that reducing visual input greatly increases perceived attractiveness. Radio show hosts, podcasters, streamers who don't use a face cam. I think all of these people, you would agree, have a distinct reduction in their visual input. Yes. Yeah. Like right now, when people are listening to us on Spotify or Google Podcasts and nowhere else, I feel like they... (laughs) such a dumb joke <laughs> no it's good and it's funny and everybody loves it <laughs> they can't see us no they can't so i've always felt like when you listen to somebody you're, you're you're imagining what their face looks like based on their voice and you're like oh they're probably super attractive <laughs> how can they sound like this and not be drop dead gorgeous <laughs> oh my god but at the same time i always think it's funny like when you do see someone mm-hmm. speak and it's like Oh, yeah, exactly. You're not what I had in mind at all. Well, it's also like the voice, too. Like that was the whole thing was like, oh, all these people, they don't look like they can't see them out. They just have to listen to them sing. Um, And this (laughs) is what off of that. Um, I imagine it's somewhat similar. So if you've never met us in person, 
or see in our faces when we speak. I'm interested. Call in, listeners. <laughs> listeners who have never seen us, somehow you have our phone number. So give us a call. Call, call in. Call in and let us know what do I look like. This actually is a very cool idea. If there are listeners out there, we have an Instagram I think you might be able to sneak onto the Instagram without seeing any pictures of us and just quickly DM us your phone number if that's comfortable with you. And we will call you during the next recording and we will listen to what you think we look like. Exactly. Yep. hundred percent. We're doing this. I, I'm fully on board. I know we're very lucky to have a lot of listeners who do know what we look like because we have very supportive friends and family. Of course. But if you are out there, the random listener from Ohio, we would love to talk to you. I, I see the, the the anchor stats. I see the the 1% in UK and Ireland. Oh, for real? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't, well, I don't get to see the stats. I'm not the manager. I have no idea like if they're regular listeners. But it's just someone who accidentally hit her. We have one, some guy who's like, I <laughs> <laughs> I love how you didn't dare do any other words. <laughs> Just, I, I, it's not going to happen. I don't offend our one Irish listener. This is thing you were talking about where you see them and they don't match up with your mental picture. That happened with me and the McElroys. They look so different. Yeah. You listen to Justin and that is not what you think Justin's going to look like. No. But this is the cool thing is I listened to the McElroy brothers enough beforehand that when I saw what they looked like, that didn't mean I was going to stop listening because I was suddenly like, ah, man, Griffin wears glasses. <laughs> right, right. I still love them as creators. And now that I see their faces, I get more of a charm now. Justin McElroy, once you imagine him saying the things he's saying, it has like a whole different charm to it. Oh, that's true. Jenny just pointed out that we listen to a podcast with Griffin and Rachel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Griffin and Rachel do a podcast called Wonderful. I said, I said she looks nothing like oh, I yeah. pictured her as. Oh, yeah. Jenny literally commented what we're talking about right now, which is she didn't think that that was what she Anything. looked like. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, would you like to see her? It's like, no. <laughs> For some <laughs> things, I'm just like, I wouldn't. I, I want to hold on to the <laughs> to the illusion. So if you're in Ireland and you don't want to call in because you just want to keep imagining both of us are Ryan Gosling, except one has a beard, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> and the other doesn't, that's fine. We'll stick right. with that. Or wait until episode 20 when you love us enough that it won't matter that we don't matter like what we Ryan look like and, and you're, you're, you, you fall into the sunken cost fallacy. Right. Then we will break the idea you've built in your head with our faces. Exactly. So the weather is getting nicer. And so what that means for me is that I make the, I make the swap in my clothing. <laughs> what? I just have so many things. <laughs> the weather's getting nicer and you know what that means. It's time to get back outside, break out those lawnmowers and tend to your yards, folks. Welcome to news at nine. <laughs> oh my God. And then you're like, it's when I make my swap and my brain was like, you make some kind of jambalaya. <laughs> I make my swag bag, which is like <laughs> my famous chili. All my friends know when summer comes around, it's Matt's swag bag time. <laughs> chili, which is not soup. It is not stew. No, it is. It's a subset of stew. No, um, no, uh, it's not. <laughs> but so basically spring is I change up my clothing. I didn't actually know this. Well, in the sense that like, cold weather stuff goes away so like winter clothes and sweaters 
and stuff like that go away. Like I know you stop wearing mittens when it spring comes, but do you actually pack this stuff out and like break out the spring attire? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the part I didn't know. I thought you just like, in my mind, I was like, yeah, you just stop putting on your winter coat, but it's still like right there. For me, that means like it goes in my closet. Okay. It like does not come out of my closet versus everything else. Like all my light jackets are now in the back of my chair or like sweaters, like on hangers. I'll put those in closet and take out other things. And so what this has led me to rediscover is that I really like florals. You do. I love florals. Floral button-ups with short sleeves. It's perfect. (laughs) You can't beat that. I just really like that pattern in just all of its different ways. Okay. I mean, hell, I have gym shoes that have the floral pattern. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, God. It's (laughs) not in the way you would think, folks. It's like on the heel. It's like negative space floral. But so like, yeah, it's floral patterns, but it's on the rim along the bottom along. It's on the bottom. Yeah. And then it's the laces. But the rest of the shoe is just straight up black. Oh, and then on the inside. On too. The, on the insole. Yeah. It's actually very stylish and like, subtle. I, and I love these. You're right. I love them. And I'm just like, this is everything I want. And I just like florals. It's interesting that you've noticed. So you didn't go out of your way to be like, I like floral stuff. So I'm going to get floral stuff. This is just a pattern you're now realizing that you you have. Not now realizing. It's just like one of those things where I'm like, why don't I do this more? I always have liked that pattern. I always like when people wear it or when I wear it, but I think it's just making the conscious effort to. If you start purposefully only getting that kind of stuff, you're going to turn into the high school teacher that only wears Hawaiian shirts. Oh god! The reason I'm so like not hesitant, but I'm just like the only thing I think of is uh, Delores Prada when they're all pitching Miranda ideas for the next issue, and one of her like people just goes, "I I was thinking for the spring issue, we could do florals," and then in just the best voice, she just looks at her dad and goes, "Florals for spring? Groundbreaking." What about accessories for April? One thought I had was enamel. Um, bangles, pendants, earrings. No, we did that two years ago. What else? Um, well, they're showing a lot of florals right now, so I was thinking I could florals? do Florals? For spring. Groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, she's so good. She's really good. I have to rewatch that movie. It's really funny. There's a, there's a scene of her in, like, her house in Florida, and, like, Miranda, we can't get you. There's a storm. And she's walking around going, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's drizzling. And, like, a lightning strike. <laughs> yeah. A tree. The trees are, like, sideways. <laughs> right. It's like, what? It's drizzling. <laughs> it's so good. It's clever writing. And she just, like, delivers it expertly. Or Mel Streep is just God's gift to everything. She is that, but also Mamma Mia. Wow. I never realized she was, they're the same person. Wow. Yeah. She's in Mamma Mia. And... She's um, Margaret Thatcher. She played Margaret Thatcher in a movie. And Sophie's Choice. And she's just, oh. She, what a woman. Oh, she's incredible. I God bless Meryl Streep. And God bless the United States of America. This is what we, this is, this is what we cut in the national <laughs> That's the wrong this one. This is for the United <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> wrong one. That's for our UK listeners. <laughs> Uh, if the UK wants to come take us over for a couple of years, we need to be single for a bit. We need some recovery time. 
Lakey inspired is the use of our theme song, the process. Thank you for to be giving us credit. That was a sentence. There was no transition. Hey, thank you to Lakey Inspired for the use of our theme song, The Process. Lakey Inspired, brought to you by Spotify and our friends over at Gillette Stadium. <laughs> Gillette Stadium, get a hot dog and get your vaccination. You know, this isn't relevant, but I have this funny thing that I like to keep a list anytime it happens where I have a realization about something very common sense. Yeah. Like when I realized two ply toilet paper meant that there were two sheets of toilet paper in one sheet. Like I didn't know that. What did you think it was? I just thought it, it meant tougher. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, but I thought that's just like, oh, two ply. Like whatever ply, ply must be how they measure the thickness of the paper. Ply, the measurement by which <laughs> toilet paper is. But then I went to the They're just throwing water at this sheet of toilet paper and they're like, <laughs> That the plot, the plyness is out the scan. Is that, that, that two? Three. Three, Jeremy. Wow. Three ply. Uh, Feeling frisky they aren't we? <laughs> I went to the bathroom one time and I ripped off a piece and it came apart in like, like two split. bits. Yeah. Like, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of those moments was when I was at Gillette Stadium and I was like, you know, Gillette Stadium uses the same colors as Gillette Razors. Yeah. They built the stadium. Like they sponsored the stadium. I was like, Oh, oh that makes a lot more sense than them just having the same name. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks, Lakey. <laughs> Thanks, Lakey. And if you would like to listen to Lakey Inspired, you can do so on Spotify, which is where you can also listen to our podcast. You can listen to it on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. What? We're on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Donde Apple Podcasts? <laughs> Where Apple Podcasts? <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, I, don't speak, be, um, I don't speak Spanish. I'm not a scientist. Estamos en Menzanas. El, el Apple De podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry to all of our Spanish listeners. I'm learning more Spanish. I just don't know how to say podcast. You can listen to it on Apple Podcasts now. That's true. Yeah, it's groundbreaking. Which means you can rate and review us. So shoot over. If you'd like to give us five stars, we would sure appreciate it. If you also just want to give us a review and tell us what you think. That's how we get more listeners. Listen up, everybody in the weeds, everybody hanging out. Listen up over there in Ireland or UK. <laughs> okay, we know you haven't reviewed the podcast yet because we see the people who reviewed it. Honestly, everybody, if you can hop over to iTunes and just like throw a review down, that actually does help us become more visible to other people, which is a huge help to us and a motivation to keep going. So we, we would yeah. appreciate that. That also just kind words are always appreciated. Yeah, that's true. We've talked about that before. And we'll we'll acknowledge your reviews. Yeah. Like we acknowledge Veronica when she reviewed. Yeah, hell. I mean, if you leave us a review, we may even read it at the end. That would be fun. And we might make fun of you, which would be even more fun, right? Would it be funny if like if you leave a review, we'll we'll just roast you live on the podcast. That would be really funny because maybe somebody hasn't gotten to the episode where we made that decision. And so they rate it like five stars and then we destroyed them. And they it's were like, just trying to be honestly Jeremy. nice. Jeremy. <laughs> More like Jeremy. <laughs> He's sitting there like, I just liked it. <laughs> Why are you being so mean? 
If you review the podcast, give us five stars or whatever your rating is, and you say, do your worst at the end of the review, then we will read it and roast you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we will just thank you gracefully. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Matt. Alan. Matt. Oh. Oh. Matt. Alan. Matt. Thank you for podcasting with me. <laughs> thank you for podcasting with me. Play us out. <laughs> and let me just pull this towel off. <clears throat> and you <clears throat> are set to go. Oh my. That is it's good. It's good. You yeah. have nailed the snowhawk. Thank you. You know what? I'm gonna recommend you. Thank you. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you. Just just make sure you only recommend me to people who are gonna go to a reality show. That is the only people I associate with. Awesome. Only run in the circles of with people who can better you. Love that. <laughs> Well, I hope you nail your 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 casting chair audition. Oh, I will. I hope they're ready to meet Randy. Uh, uh, <laughs> I hate him already. <laughs> <laughs>